0: Welcome to Context with Advanced Design. Context is a podcast space where laid-back conversations on design, life, and everything in between happen. In this show, we interview experts in our field, but also students, educators, and anyone who's part of the industrial design family. Thank you for tuning in, and here's today's episode.
1: Welcome to another episode of Context with Advanced Design. My name is Hector Silva. And today we have the honor of having a couple of our off-site students here with us. Thank you so much for being here, guys. I know we literally just finished off-site and you guys are probably like, what the heck? They keep asking us to help them. <laughs> um, so there's uh, four of you here, Akshay Burke, Ben Chung, Yvonne Lin, and Josh Delphin. Thank you so much for making time um, to jump on this podcast with us, um, to, tell you a little, to tell us a little bit about your experience with our program. Um, first and foremost, just a warning to those who are listening, these kids are not getting paid, right? Like I'm not paying you guys to say this stuff. All right. I wish I could because you guys are amazing students, amazing people. Um, I wish I could be able to pay you for your time, but this is all coming from the heart. That's correct. All Absolutely. right. Yep. <laughs> sure. Um, but let's get started again. I think I want we wanted to interview a couple of students immediately right after the program ended, because you guys are still writing high from this 12-week kind of experiment that we put together. Um, And for those who don't know what Offsite is, go check it out on our website. It's amazing. It's a 12 week intense pilot program. Um, It's a way for us to um, offer an alternative way of getting a design education. And uh, we offer six courses taught by six industry professionals. I can go on forever about Offsite, but it's awesome. All the information is on our website or you can always shoot us a message, we will reply. The one thing we wanted to focus with offsite is the human experience, because I think that's something that design education lacks. Uh, Sometimes design education can be so freaking cold. Like there is no relationship between educators and students. And if there is, you're, you know, and this is talking, this is me talking uh, more like my, my personal opinion and my experiences. I would always put my professors on a pedestal, like, oh, these are like, they know everything. And, and if we're going to be realistic is that they don't know everything right and and me as an educator that I teach right now. um, i've been teaching for the last six years, it is the very first thing that I tell my students very first warning hey guys welcome to my class I don't know everything, but if you have a question, I will find the answer for you. Um, And I think we design education, the people who are involved all the stakeholders, we all just got to be more transparent. So that being said, let's jump into the questions. How was your experience? Let's get started with Akshay.
2: Um, Hey, guys. um, Hector, thanks so much for having us. Um, Definitely an honor to be able to speak about our experience and stuff. Um, I think it's exactly what I thought it was going to be when I started. Um, I wasn't totally sure. I think all of us were kind of on the edge about like, oh, this is a totally new sort of um, experience that we're going to have in terms of education. I've uh, never had a sort of Zoom call or Zoom lecture to begin with at all. Um, I've I've kind of gotten familiar with the whole sort of tutorials on YouTube and trying to learn remotely from uh, recorded or like from an, a lecture who's not in front of you or in person. Mm-hmm. He's just, uh, they're just saying their content and they're trying to uh, take you through it. And I kind of over time thought that that's a totally reasonable way of doing it. And um, I kind of decided to just trust that this would be in the same vein. And it turned out to be exactly what I thought it'd be and probably a little bit more too. Um, it's been an incredible, uh, was it 12 weeks of um, a lot of fun, I must say. It's, its It was never something that was just like... A learning thing. It was always a very open, free environment. As you said, the human experience in this was something that I very much uh, cherish because not only did I meet a bunch of incredible designers um, that are around my age, but also the instructors kept it so chill. It never felt like I, um, like once in a while, I wouldn't be able to attend a lecture or something like that. It, I didn't have to feel uh, horrible about it. It's, it's okay. Like there's, they're recorded. They they're totally available for you whenever you want to talk to them or ask questions. And I thought that was incredible. So it's definitely been a very informative and lovely twelve weeks.
1: Awesome. All right.
0: Um, well, hi, it's me, Ben Chung. Um, I uh, I would absolutely agree with Akshay. It uh, this has been. I, I keep telling people that ask me about this, this is might have been the single best thing I could have done for myself as a, as a young design professional. I, and I mean that with all of my heart. Um, I have never seen or heard of anything like offsite before. I've never encountered an educational design environment like this. Um, I, I've been to other sort of design camps and things and, and um, you know, it's, 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 it's different. Um, offsite is really offering something, something new. And, uh, I, I, I didn't know what to expect. I found, I found this through like an Instagram post literally the day before deadlines for the applications were due. And I was just like, why not apply? We'll just go for it. (laughs) Um, you know, I'm so glad that I did because, uh, again, it's, it's been, Y'all have built such a community and and we've been able to build together such a community that I never knew you could build over zoom that that kind of is keeps me in awe. Um, And I feel like I I know these people I feel like, and I feel um, more. um, I feel like I can, I can, you know, talk to these people even after this, um, both the students and the professionals to just, you know share the passion about design in our industry and to to continue to learn and grow.
1: Yeah, I think one of our biggest concerns was making sure that you guys didn't get burned out by Zoom because that is with everything being online and e-learning, uh Zoom fatigue or whatever, that was like, man, our whole platform is online, we just we want to make sure that that doesn't happen because that's real. So, um I don't know if it happened, but I'm happy that, you know, 12 weeks was like, it came and it went and just quickly. So, Yvonne, love to hear your thoughts.
3: Yeah, um, I went into offsite suspecting that the, the value was really going to be in the interactions and the community. And it just far exceeded my expectations as far as that went of like, how incredibly accessible the instructors were and how generous they were with their time and their knowledge. Um, And also just all the students being really proactive about building community and supporting each other. And then kind of one of the awesome things about it being an online program is like, I went to school in the Bay and our professors were very much, I mean the Bay is an amazing place for design, but our professors were based in the Bay area, but offsite Um, had instructors that were around the country um, who were amazing. And I would normally not be able to access these people just geographically. So that was incredible.
1: That's awesome. Josh?
4: Yeah, I agree with everyone so far. Um, To me, the reason why I got into Offsite is really because of the people who I followed. I've been always a follower of Michael Vitulo and Sketchaday.com. And I was also trying to branch out from the community that I was in, in my area, just because um, they weren't necessarily doing the things that I wanted to achieve. They are more so in furniture, which was totally fine, but I wanted to get more, I guess, networking or people who does more electronics and whatnot. So I thought this was a great opportunity to kind of put a step foot forward and into that kind of door. Definitely we did, Um, even just being taught by the professionals and literally people who I looked up to. was such a great experience. And it was also the community. I definitely think maybe we're lucky that the community was, like the students were also proactive on making events, setting up those like studios, game nights, karaoke nights. Like those were the things that definitely made it so special. And the fact that you would go to classes and literally, like I, like I would I would I wouldn't be in every class just because I had other um commitments, but it definitely every class I there was a reason for us to be there. And yeah, it was amazing. <laughs>
1: 2020 has been a really weird year. It's definitely the year that they're gonna if there's gonna be a new chapter in the the, in the history books, this is the year it's gonna 2020. Um There's a lot of things that happened uh, with the pandemic, but I think everyone was probably had a lot of obstacles to overcome transition and adapt to new realities. Um, For a lot of you guys, a lot of you guys were transitioning out of school, graduating, finding internships, finding full time employment as junior designers. Um, So when we started to plan for offsite, we actually questioned, is this something that we want to do now? right? Everything that's happening around the world is offsite something that we want to pile on top of all of the crap that's happening in the world, right? Does this even matter right now? Does design, because if you think about it, like, you know, even though designers, we live in a bubble, we love to, you know, have our chest popped out or our chin up high and be like, yeah, we're awesome. We're a speckle in the universe, right? Like, we're like tiny, so we actually questioned like, is this something that we need to do now? Um, and we came to a conclusion that you know the pandemic actually um, kind of proved and is kind of showing all of these flaws in design education. And maybe this is something that we got to do now um, as a way to offer um, support and opportunities for those who who can't be a part of um or or feel shafted by education um there's a lot of amazing professors out there i'm sure you guys all have had amazing professors in your education they're fighting the good fight and i praise them for it but it just has design education hasn't changed um industry is evolving all the time and design education is not able to catch up with industry so a lot of us were frustrated and we're like you know what let's do it this can be a glimmer of hope in this kind of weird year. So we're actually happy that we did uh, pull the trigger on it because a lot of people benefit. Um, yesterday we had our commencement, and I said this in the commencement. I said that you know, education and you know, well, the educators and the students, it, it is a symbiotic relationship um, where both parties are communicating, um, and that's how it should be. Um, but transitioning into our next topic, I want to talk about your fears. <laughs> um let's be human for a couple of seconds. I want to hear about what were your fears coming into the program? When you came into the program, you were a different person than when you left. Talk about how do you feel now? Um, and let's let's get started.
2: Yeah. Um I personally came into this, uh, probably like anybody else who did, we were kind of or rather, I was kind of afraid of this new platform in general as to taking up a course. I mean, it like, especially for like, I, I funded the whole thing myself. So I knew that this was gonna, this was gonna, um, take a bit of weight out of my wallet for sure. Um, but I was also, I was, I was trying to think of, um, value um coming out of it as well i just wanted to know if that would if it would uh, actually end up being what i thought it would be um so initially i kind of um was a little scared i was a little skeptical about what i might be able to get out of this whether the whole zoom thing is even um acceptable in terms of especially community as per per se because when it comes to master's courses the um I felt personally, and um, this probably won't be the same opinion that a lot of people have, but I personally felt it's probably better for me to learn something on the job rather than spend a hell of a lot of money on a master's program um, over the course of a year or maybe even more. Um, And in my opinion, what I felt personally personally, would be the biggest thing I would get out of a master's program would be the networking that I would get out of it. And I felt like just the fact that I would be in college, I would be, uh, surrounded by all these new people, but cause let's face it, it's kind of hard to find new people, find new friends network in this day and age, after you're done with college, after you're done with university, it's hard to find new people who have the same interests as you are in the same industry as you, unless of course you spend all your time going into these, um, um, what do you call them like uh, like square one or uh, that kind of stuff um yeah so i just was hoping that maybe zoom maybe the the connection wouldn't be lost between the community just because it's over uh the internet and what i realized over time was that whether it was the instructors teaching us things or whether it was interacting with the other students um after class, or even did between uh, during class, it made very little difference as to uh, whether I mean I'm sure it would have been much better if we were in person, but it was it didn't diminish it to the point where it didn't I didn't feel connected to these people. I feel like I've fostered relationships that would will definitely go beyond just the period of 12 weeks that we've had. I feel like I'm going to meet these guys over and over after I'm going to keep checking up, up on them. I'm going to see them, um, break their barriers and go into like these awesome jobs that they were hoping for during the course. And I'm going to feel amazing seeing these people rise up. And, um, yeah, I think those, those, those are my main fears was that, will it be still a community over the internet? And it turns out it totally
1: was. Fantastic.
0: Yeah, no, uh I I think for for me um I have a really terrible habit of comparing myself to other people. Um and uh, especially in terms of, you know, people who are quote unquote ahead of of me in 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 terms of where 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 we're at career-wise and offsite I found pretty immediately had a lot of people from surprisingly enough diff, very different um, places in their design careers, um, including both students and instructors. And I, the community was just immediately so supportive and just got more that way as, as we sort of grew to know each other. And, and so Finding ways to to build up rather than put down, and it it just kind of like took the took all the all the potential of comparing well, not all of it, but most of the potential of comparing myself to uh, to how you know how how good or bad I was doing in terms uh, to other people out of the picture. Um, it it it's just that there was always you know if you had a question, even if it was a really what you thought was a really stupid question, you could still ask it in the Slack and somebody would answer. If you if you were you know curious about something, you can just message somebody on Slack uh, on Slack or uh, talk to a Zoom meeting. It's a little weird asking somebody for an individual Zoom meeting, but like it does work. It does work sometimes. Um, uh, And and so sort of navigating some of those sort of social and and personal um, relationships was was a little difficult for me at first, but the the incredibly supportive and encouraging environment really. fostered me to grow. Um, And I I, I think the fact that y'all, y'all really seem to care about each of us as an individual designer who is on their own journey at their own pace has been really, really valuable to me personally. That's great.
3: Um, My biggest fear coming to this program was logistical. I was, I'm working full-time right now. So I was really nervous about one fitting the workload in, in addition to my full-time job and also um, the times that the classes were taught, the way the time zones translate were pretty inconvenient for me as far as like the timing of my workday. Um, But I was like, let me just sign up and do it. Like I'll just try it. And if it doesn't work out, like it doesn't work out but I I want to at least try it. Um, And it turned out to work really well, like one, because were in the pandemic. So there was more flexibility for me to kind of make the classes I could and just work a little bit later on the day. Or also um, something I didn't expect that I really appreciated was how much flexibility the professors had in terms of like meeting you where you were. So if you they would give you feedback um, on whatever you were able to turn in. And if you couldn't complete an assignment, they're very open to being like, well, if you get to it later, like check in with me later and I'll give you feedback, but don't do it if you have other priorities. Um, and that was that was really helpful. I, I do wish I could have put in more time into this program, but um, I definitely never felt penalized for not being able to do everything.
1: Now Yvonne, do um, you have a very, a very uh, unique story here because you said you work full time and you, we're part of this full-time program. Um, where do you work right now?
3: So right now I'm working. I'm interning at Astro Gaming under Logitech, um, <laughs> which is awesome. But my contract is up in in April, so mm-hmm. it's kind of like offsite is helping me. It's kind of the bigger picture job. Like, what am I doing in my career? I got a lot of feedback on how to negotiate if they were to give me an offer after this internship, which is kind of the plan. But if that falls through, like, what are my other options? And that's, yeah. then I've gotten a lot of support through offsite.
1: Yeah. And um, you know, we we're getting a lot of questions as we speak from students who are like, I work full time, but I want to do offsite. But mm-hmm. you, you know, and so they're, they want us to answer their questions and I'm like, Look, I don't know, because I wasn't a student, but I would love to connect you to students that did go through our program and did both. Now, I have no idea how you did it, Yvonne, and I don't know, it just, you know, like every, I think not just Yvonne, but everyone in the program had something going on full time, even if it's life, you know, like, like I said, 2020 has been a roller coaster ride and we were all kind of facing different obstacles. Um, but it's good to hear your experience um, and you're also, your situation is also kind of extreme because you're working in the Bay Area, which is one of the most competitive kind of cities for a job. You know, like even if I go to the Bay Area and I'm like, "Hey guys, I want to volunteer to work here," they'll be like, "No." <laughs> That's how competitive it is. They won't even. Yeah. Like- <laughs> um, <laughs> um, But it's it's good to hear your 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 thoughts on that. We'll come back to that. So, Josh um let us know how are you feeling when you were started and now 12 weeks later you have a freaking full-time job yeah
4: well i'm going to be very real and transparent um i've always been a very independent guy throughout my whole university career i was working 20 to 30 hour jobs just to like pay for that um so My biggest fear before applying to this one was I had $1,500 Canadian in my bank account. I didn't have the money. So my biggest fear was actually asking my parents to help me for the first time ever. Four years of uh, design school, this was the first time I asked them for money for education. And they were like, yeah, go ahead. But my dad told me to apply for the scholarship first. And, you know, I. Luckily, I got the scholarship, but that was really the biggest thing, was this whole thing was a risk, right? This was the first ever, to me at least, this was the first ever online design school that I attended. That was full time. And I, in, like, I literally had nothing, you know? I was jobless and whatnot and all that, <clears throat> but that was the biggest fear for me, was how this was going to pay off. And I'm so glad I did it. People, all my classmates, all my like most of them were like, "Dude, like you're you literally have no like." Because I I tell them like you know we're best we've been classmates for four years they know most, almost everything about me so I tell them about this as well they're like, "Well, it's up to you." But I, they I wouldn't do it like that, that's what they were telling me. But my partner was the one who told me, "You know, you passed up some great opportunities throughout that whole time, so I don't I don't want you to regret this one." So I did it, got through, here I am now with a job. Really think, really because of the classes that, because of the classes at Offsite, really. Like I negotiated through my pay that whole time. The interview process, I had so many insights from Dom's DFM class to the renders that I did that really sold my portfolio to them. And networking through CATS, class that was the very first step was networking I didn't learn that through university like I always thought like to me the the best thing that I got out of Offsite is how to make that transition from school to job I felt like in school they teach us how you know to be a team player how to do 3D modeling design thinking and whatnot but not how to land a job necessarily like they teach us the things when you have that job and I think the biggest thing that I learned through from Offsite was like you know, how to land that job, how to get it, how to make a good, how do you curate a good portfolio to the people that is actually looking at it? Like what type of portfolio you should send? What should, what you should include in that portfolio, how you should sell yourself. Um, But yeah, that's where I'm at currently full full time. Um, uh, Yeah. At Western Design.
1: (laughs) I... I'm speechless. I might cry. That yeah. <laughs> that was a great every time.
4: every time I talk about this, I literally like I was literally crying in front of my girlfriend because I was, you know, she she made that transition from uh, ID to UX just to land a job, but I really wanted to push through ID because I knew that's what I wanted to do. And yeah, like after like eight nine months of being, you know, just crushing through like four different. Uh, versions of my portfolio I passed on the portfolio that I made from offsite (laughs) and you know it's just I I got a job so yeah
1: you know I I wish I can go into our accounts and refund all of everyone's tuition I honestly wish I could do that (laughs) this is a pilot program Um, this is the first kind of run that we're doing Honestly, the money that we raised from your tuition, just to be transparent, that went towards paying our educators. Um, if you look at traditional academia, if you look at adjunct professors, those are professors that don't have a master's degree, but they're kind of there to, they're like visiting professors and they work in industry and they come in and they commit to maybe six hours a week. They get paid pennies. They get paid like, I don't know anywhere between five and six, $7,000 a semester. Like, I know that that's not their full time job. But in education, you should be investing in the educators because those are the people that are going to educate the next generation of designers. So when we put this program together. My biggest goal was, you know these six educators they don't have they're not trained to be educators but I know that they can educate I know they're amazing at communicating um, and I really want to incentivize I really want to make sure that they know that we truly care about them so literally like 80% of our funds went towards paying them um at an industry rate we weren't even looking at education like oh this is how much traditional academia pays adjuncts we really care about them and we know that we can't succeed without them and so taking care of someone is very important so if you're listening and you're hiring people taking care of their well-being translates to money like at the end of the day we need salaries to have you know to pay for stuff right so take care of us and that's what we did with our educators but the end goal in the next year or two, I promise you that our program is going to be free. Um, we, we're going to make sure that all the students that come in, uh, they all have scholarships. Um, that that is our end goal. I don't know if that's in the next year or in the next two years, but um, education should be free. You know, healthcare should be free. Like we can go on and on. This can get very political. But thanks for sharing that, Josh. We really appreciate that, and everyone else here um let's just kind of open it up now to just a a couple of uh, questions um is supposed to be a program that we we how how we pitched it was quote unquote level up your skills right so you guys actually left school and you guys probably when you graduated you guys were probably like yeah I'm awesome I'm an, I'm ready to go I'm an awesome designer then you came to offsite what did you find out about yourself and did you really level up your skills so so to be
2: like totally transparent I um graduated back in 2016 I have worked in two different companies three including my internship ever since then um, I worked in a studio in Bangalore, India, um, as an internship, and then a different studio in Bangalore, India, as a second, uh, as a full-time job. Um, after which, I finally said, "Fuck, uh, screw it! I'm just gonna." <laughs> <laughs> you can say it. It's fine after i just said screw it i'm gonna go and um i had the canadian passport already because i grew up here so i said i'm just gonna go to canada i'm gonna try and look for bigger opportunities better opportunities over there so um little did i know that i'd probably have to start from the bottom again so um i'm kind of doing an an entry-level sort of industrial design job here uh although i still felt as though maybe i still need I probably don't have all the tools that I required to really level up my skills, to really consider myself an industry level or really a professional in the game of industrial design. And there was, this was kind of always piercing at me saying that maybe um, there's still something missing. I, I have, I've been on the job for like a good two years now. I've been in the industry and I, I've done the projects, but there's something missing somewhere. I may have the skills that skills are decent, but I don't know. Something's missing. So I came into this program thinking that, you know, um, these, I know these professionals, these are big time people that are going to be instructed that are going to be teaching me stuff. And I just wanted to be selfish and say, you know what? I want all of your, um, secrets. I just want to come in. I want to steal all your secrets and I'm going to use them for my benefit. That's what I'm going to do. And, um, I definitely realized that the 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 resources we got by the end of the 6 we, uh, by the end of the 12 weeks. I I have to be honest, I was I also had a full-time job but it was so difficult to sort of manage um the time to kind of make uh, make time for all the lectures and stuff. And so it wasn't easy to get to every lecture or do every assignment on time. But um I definitely did realize that there's a lot that I have to learn, or it's not just learn, but like work on basically, um, iterate on skills and keep trying to get better. Um, networking is something that I definitely learned. I could do way better. I think I've been really skimping out on going to these conferences and meeting new industrial designers. And, um, I, I really realized that there's, there's something, there's always something you can work on regardless of which stage of your, uh, career you may be at like it's been I've been working for two and a half years and I was still thinking that this uh offsite would be okay for me and it turned out to be just as, probably just as beneficial to me as it was to someone who just graduated and so yeah I think I learned that you're never gonna be um basically never be totally satisfied with where you are in terms of your skills because you're all you can always get better and you should always strive to get better
1: Yeah, and you should never be satisfied with your skills, right? Like, even if you feel like you are Spencer Nugent or Michael DiTullo or Kelly or Kat, like, actually we expect them to get better because then they can teach you guys how to evolve as designers. So yeah, absolutely. You should never be satisfied and never stop learning. Heck yeah. Heck yeah no
0: very very here for that um i think i i started from a place i graduated in uh 2019 june of 2019 and uh, immediately i was really lucky uh through a local makerspace i got a job with a tiny little medical startup for six months um still kind of felt like i had no idea what i was doing but i could technically say i was an industrial designer <laughs> um, and when i got out of that in december of uh, last year the uh, they didn't, uh, they moved past the design phase. Um, I was a little lost for a while. Um, and, uh, it, 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 it turned out, uh, I, I was again, uh, I found uh, a place in England that, uh, teaches design. It's a boarding school outside of Oxford. And I'm, I'm actually headed there at the end of the month. Uh, but I, when I found out about offsite, I, I was like, man, this is, this might be what I need for when I get back from that, I'll be ready. Because I had no plan after those that six month fellowship in England was up, I had none, nothing. Mm-hmm. I was actively avoiding, <laughs> um, and uh, you know, I, I I I still felt like Akshay said, like there was something missing. Um, I. I would consider myself a bit of a late bloomer in uh, in design school. Uh, I was never an artist growing up. I know a lot of y'all are like, you know, y'all love to do the paintings or the visual drawing. nope. I learned to art in four months before I applied to college because I figured out I wanted to be an industrial designer. Uh, I I tried taking model and prototyping once. Was so scared I dropped out and took it again. A, didn't take it again for another year. Uh, until I literally had to um and even when I did my, my my senior project i still I just didn't quite feel like I was all the way there with with um, with with design and cat riser at the end of this I was talking to her about this 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 whole feeling of being behind and uh, at one of her office hours and she said it never goes away um, And I was like, oh 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 really D- crap. Uh, and she said, but that's okay, because uh, someplace like Offsite, it's, it showed me that the gap between school and work was not as far as I thought it would be, and that it was possible to have a plan, it was possible to make it, and it was possible to find other people who could motive, help me motivate myself and, and really bring the insight and the support and the, the, the encouragement, um, with, with that whole thing. So I, I definitely, I still don't feel behind, but I'm getting, I still feel behind, but
1: I'm getting more okay with feeling behind. Um, Ben, I'm a late bloomer. When I was in school, I didn't fully appreciate and. And understand design until the end of my junior my third year. Um, And if you look at design education in America, at least here in the States, there's a lot of very competitive programs that don't give the student the benefit of the doubt. They just cut them, they filter them out. They don't help them evolve, they don't help them flourish, they don't help them. and when I was at, at my school, um well that I guess the school didn't really help me do that either, but but my classmates did. And because everyone, you know, entering my third year, a lot of my classmates, you started to see their skill and their potential. And you started to be like, Oh my god, where, where's my where's my potential? Right. And you started to compare yourself and that, that becomes very competitive. And then everyone started getting internships for the summer of my third year and i was not and that kind of lit a fire in me um but i was a late bloomer and thank god for my school they they don't it's not very competitive they don't cut me or they don't filter students out um but they give everyone an opportunity they give us a benefit of the doubt to if you suck you're going to suck until the end until you get it and that's okay too um but once you you know once you get it don't turn back, right? So I totally feel you, Ben. Um, and it's something to be proud of. So, um, yeah, so Yvonne, did offsite, yes. elevate, did offsite elevate you? Because you already, I don't know, looking at your work and looking at where you're at right now, I'm kind of questioning, did you really need to come to Offsite? The um, <laughs> fact that you're pretty cool and you probably you know, met a lot of people, but I would love to hear from you.
3: Yeah, so um, <clears throat> I I would say I leveled up in areas that I did not expect to. Um, so I came in very much wanting to level up my hard good skills, and especially like as a woman designer, I'm I've always like I feel like the traditional hard good ID space is not very welcoming to me, and I don't know how much of it is because of my gender or because maybe my skills aren't strong enough. So let me at least just level up my hard skills and get it to a point where it's like, I know like I'm proficient and the problem is not with me. Um, So I actually didn't, I didn't get, um, I know you've included CAD in the next round but there wasn't CAD in our pilot um, cohort. So that is something that I had wanted to level up that I didn't get a chance to but where I did level up that I didn't expect to was um, one was like visual communication Um, Just being able to more clearly express, more clearly and efficiently express my thoughts and get more accurate feedback on things that I needed guidance with. And then also just kind of more um, ethereal job skills of like something Michael DiTullo said in business class was never let someone else define who you are. And that was just a one-liner that really hit me. And um, between that and just kind of more um, both visually and socially how to, I guess, sell yourself in professional practice or in your portfolio, I feel like I got these more tools for um, taking control over the trajectory of my career instead of just being like, oh, I'm just going to get stuck in CMF or I'm just going to get stuck in soft goods. And like, maybe I don't know, like why, Um, yeah. So I don't know if that made sense.
1: (laughs) It does. I I appreciate it. Um, Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, That's good to hear. Josh.
4: Um, Yeah, I think the things that I really leveled up in, I would say the soft skills that you need to be successful in a design job. Right now, like having my first job, you know, Kelly's sketching classes, you know, like just um, being able to efficiently draw out your ideas and teaching us all the different ways of how to like visualize that idea, that it's, um, I guess, it's um, understandable to the person that you're trying to communicate with, that was something that I thought I didn't need. I've always been like, oh, you know, I always thought I could sketch until I went to Kelly's class and it's like, no, you can do this in like 10 minutes rather than 50 minutes by tracing a hand, not drawing a hand from imagination. Like, and I think it's those things that are just like, it's okay to, it's okay to trace. Um, you should always negotiate for your salary. And you should always keep networking around the globe, like to the community. It's a really small community. And I didn't realize that really until <laughs> until Offsite, you know, being, being a part of like a global community, but with like really, really like being a part of a global community through a small amount of people. I feel like that's something that I didn't have. So yeah, it's those soft skills.
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh, sorry. I wanted to add one more thing. Um, but I just thought of, um, one really valuable thing I learned through offsite that traditional ID education did not give me was complete workflow, like complete product visualization workflow or complete like sketch phase concept ideation workflow. Instead of being like, just give me a hundred sketches, it'd be like walk through this entire process of concept to visualization and just practicing that cohesive flow, um, was really important
1: that's wow that that's amazing because sometimes in education a professor demands give me 40 sketches and there really isn't a justification or any type of you know vision for or leadership behind that pretty empty comment right and i, I think Having a nice workflow is definitely important and actually that's going to show your employer that you can think beyond, you know, um, beyond that. So um, I think one thing I really appreciate as someone who was on the sidelines kind of making things happen is looking from the outside and looking in and looking at these classes and, uh, you know, I I currently teach at a university and I was doing offsite as well. and a uh, little conflict of interest, but don't tell anyone. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, one thing I, 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 I when I when I compared the two these two worlds, the classes that you guys were getting, if I were to compare them to traditional academia, you guys were getting graduate level classes. The content, the amount of information and the critical thinking behind a lot of these courses were not undergraduate, like they don't equate to undergraduate education. They equate to graduate level. Like for example, um, Spencer's class, that design discourse, that in itself is a graduate course for like PhD students. That stuff that you guys went in there and talked about high level stuff, Um, that stuff would lose me when I was in grad school. I was like, what the hell? Like, this is like, you know, it's like having a, like you're living in a different body, but you're trapped. I don't know. It's just like crazy stuff out of this world that Spencer was talking about. But that is the stuff that's gonna make you a very intelligent human being when you're talking and articulating about design. And they don't teach you that in undergrad. Actually in undergrad, they teach you to be quick and they teach you to be like, you know, let's get ready. And and it's almost like you're becoming this robot, right? Graduate level, they should be teaching you how to think and I feel like off-site was able to marry a little bit of both worlds. Um, and graduate school is expensive. So I was like, this is amazing, like the fact that these educators not only ha- kind of helped you, but they also helped you kind of develop these cognitive skills uh, that are missing in an undergraduate level. Um, so that's that's, that's, uh, that's awesome. I really appreciate you, you guys kind of just this feedback. Um, you know, like I said before, this is the relationship. This is the beginning of the relationship between you guys and us. We're definitely going to call you guys on to come and speak to our next cohort and inspire the next. You know, I think you know, show up to game night. I What we want to do is we definitely want to have an alumni channel where both cohorts kind of mingle so they can ask you questions, and um, it's going to be great. I mean, we're very excited for, you know, kind of defining what design education is in our own our own terms you know um we waited around for 200 years or 100 years and design education defined itself in a very traditional academic setting and now we're like all right that needs to change so i think we're on to something big and with with you guys and and i think it it was a really awesome experience for everyone whether you were a mentor a student an educator uh, an administrator etc but um, any kind of closing remarks as we wrap up this this podcast, um, I'm going to kind of open it up to anyone now. And if you have anything to say, right now is the time to say it. It could be cheesy. It could be embarrassing. You guys have any secrets? Anything. <laughs>
2: um, I just, I think I really have to nail down that point about how important community was in this, um, overall thing. Um, I would have probably gotten a few friends in master's programs and stuff, but I feel as though the competitive nature of a master's program really kind of diminishes in a way, the amount you can really sort of sit down and selflessly help the other uh, students in a way. I feel like a lot of students end up getting caught up in that uh, competitiveness to an extent where they'll just probably not go out of their way to help somebody. Whereas here in this program, it, it you, you could ask a question and within at least, I would say no more than three or five minutes, you would have at least somebody sending you a response and telling you exactly how to do it. And people will go out of their way to do this. And I thought... I mean, that's something that I don't think I've ever seen in a college uh, level at all. Um, Also, another thing that uh, the lack of like competitiveness in in terms of like marking, uh, what else that did is that um, it kind of let us be free um, to do these assignments on our own sort of time and on our own schedule. So it's not rushed per se as to just get the job done so you could submit it for the sake of it you would do it for yourself. And I think, I mean, that kind of plays along as to why we even got into this course to begin with. I think um, one of our instructors, I think it was Kelly who mentioned yesterday that um, you guys chose to do this. You didn't have to do this course. You guys chose, you you went out of your way to educate yourself further, to get a foot into the door and try and network and try and improve your skills. And because of that lack of marking and whatnot, and that the community that was built here, everyone did it for themselves, to improve themselves and the people around them. And I think that was an incredible thing. And I'm so glad I was there to be a part of it. So thank you guys.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I
2: definitely agree. Sorry, was all like show. going in and out just there? My bad. <laughs> oh
1: <yeah>. You're good. <laughs>
4: Yeah, I definitely agree with actually. I think it's definitely the community that you surround yourself with. I felt as if everyone here was on the same page in terms of how they wanted to learn and how they wanted to have fun doing that. You know, everyone was basically, you know, everyone who took this class were risk takers in a sense. Like, (laughs) like (laughs) this is the first of this type of education. So I felt as if everyone were in really the same page of like, down to be a part of a community, down to learn, down to have fun and learn about other people, and also just down to just like share this community as well. Like, I've, I'm pretty sure if re- anyone reaches out to anyone of the 50, I guess, alumni now, they'd be more than happy to talk to you about Offset and why it's amazing. So, yeah, it's the community that definitely sets this apart and the people are part of it.
1: Awesome.
3: Um, one thing that I've found really radical about Offsite is that we're we're in this moment of reckoning in society where there's just so much um, chaos around like racial like systemic racism and like gender inequality and a lot of institutions are trying to do these band-aid solutions of like oh how do we just add like a reform to like We'll just magically have more people of color employees without just like fundamentally changing anything about the structure of our institution and so what's really like really radical about Offsite site is that it's kind of built on a foundation of having both women and men in leadership and also people of color in leadership that are building it from the grounds up so i'm super excited to see where that's going to take design as far as like being accessible to more um more marginalized communities.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's a, I think that's an important part of our foundation. Not just for offsite but for advanced design, industrial design is a global you know, it's a, it's a it happens globally. It doesn't just happen in one specific country. So it doesn't make sense for us to isolate, you know, the minorities or the majority or whatever or whatever gender everyone needs to come along and we want to make sure that um, we have diversity and then we give everyone the support and the resources for uh, equality And, and you know as we're helping and we're changing design education this is the first step into then going into other areas and evolving them right because there's a lot of work to be done a lot of things need to change like a lot and uh, we need to give our platform we got to give other people you know share our platform to 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 give other people a voice so that's a very good uh, thanks for bringing that up Ivan. I think that's very important.
0: I would absolutely agree that you know. I think that that, that, that when you what you just said there Hector um, giving everybody a voice, I think that was a real embodiment of this Community I never felt. Like, I, it, my opinion would be judged. I never felt like anybody, um, everybody was nothing but supportive, everybody was nothing but, um, lifting up rather than putting down. And that was so refreshing in today's, uh, world community, um, that it, it, it just, uh, it, it, it was really, it was really, um, I, I felt like I had a voice and I think everybody else did too. Um, and I, I'm just really grateful for um, for this incredible opportunity that you guys have put together. Um, I'm I'm grateful that that we could all grow through this together. Um, I I I, I had kind of approached design previously as you know what am I going to do to 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 grow myself, but I also yes, that's that's important, but it's also it feels kind of nice to grow with other people and see other people grow along with you. So bringing other people along for the ride, you know, team, team, the, the, the Avengers
1: is probably a better movie than just Iron Man.
2: <laughs> um.
1: That's a very good analogy. Um, well, we really appreciate your insights, everyone. Thank you so much for being vulnerable and for being honest with us. Um, I, I think everyone here kind of said it best. The community is what sets this apart because we we welcome that relationship, we want you guys to have this relationship with us and we don't want you to put us or the educators on a pedestal and say, oh my God, those guys are amazing, blah, blah. Actually, because I was there, I was once in your shoes when I was a student, Michael Dutula was like working at Frog. And I was like, oh my God. I admire Michael DeTulo so much. I want to meet him. And I remember someone, I don't know who it was. I'm trying to remember who it was, but they told me, like, dude, stop being a fanboy. Like, okay, you meet this guy, and then what? Like, that's it. Like you just meet him and you get a signature. Instead of of trying to be a fanboy to to a designer or whoever you look up to, um have the mentality of man, one day Michael DeTulo could be my colleague. And everyone here is in that same position. Everyone here, um, one day, you know, like, of course we all have, you know, fans and and we love to, like, I love Johnny Ive to death, you know, um, but I wanna strive to one day work with the guy, right? I might hate him afterwards, who knows, but hey, like, at least I worked with him, right? Um, and so when when I was told that, that totally changed my mentality, you know, like, Man, instead of of being so caught up with this designer that I'm obsessed with, uh, I'm working with Michael DiTullo, right? He's my colleague now. We're in business together. And you guys all have that same opportunity here with anyone in industry, whether it's, you know, Isabel Olson, who came in from our ceremony, or Ivy Ross, or any one of these big, big design leaders. um, It's good to admire them. Set a goal to work with them as well because you guys all have the tools and the right mindset to go out and uh, and get it. So, thank you to Akshay and Ben, Yvonne, Josh. You guys are wonderful human beings. Thank you for being on Contacts. Um, for those who are listening, do not hesitate to reach out to us. We're going to connect to your social media links on our channel. So, if anyone wants to reach out, follow us on Advanced Design, also on Offsite. We're going to Again, share all the links on, on the caption below. Um, but we will see you in our next episode. And to you four, thank you so much. Have a wonderful evening. Thanks so thank much
0: you for having Thanks us. Secretary. Secretary. Thanks, Hector. Thank you for joining us today. Let's continue this conversation on our social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Discord. You can find us at Context with Advanced Design on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Context is produced by Advanced Design with editing and production by Betuel Benitez and music by Shide from Pixabay.